Hi, I'm Payne Nelson, and this is the Sports Corner Podcast. Listen to us live on Thursdays from 7.30 to 8 p.m. and on Fridays from 12 to 1 p.m. on WFMP.org or on 88.7 FM in the Mid-Hudson Valley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Corner. Today is February 11th. I I'm Adam Koplik, joined by Peyton Nelson and Zach Tokash. As always, um, last weekend in sports was the biggest sporting event of the year in the Super Bowl. And in that Super Bowl was honestly, surprisingly, unentertaining. Um, and, if it, and it ended up with Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating, uh, clobbering. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas State Chiefs in a, I mean, just boring all-around game, especially the second half. No points scored in the fourth quarter, 38-9 to nine final, right, or 31-9? to 31-9. 31-9 nine. final, just an absolute blowout. Biggest loss of Patrick Mahomes' career. Um, yeah, also in terms of the uh, – Prop bets that we played that we said what we would do last week. I did absolutely atrocious. Peyton won those, and Zach came in second. The um, Tampa Bay winning obviously helped their cause. Can't believe that the coin toss didn't go heads. I mean, didn't go tails. That was pretty crushing for me. But um, regardless, it does happen. Um, Regardless, Super Bowl. First, what were you guys' thoughts? Yeah, our overarching thoughts on the game. Um, well, like you said, it was a blowout, thirty-one to nine, and pretty much what we saw was Kansas City wasn't prepared for this game. Whether that was because of the off-the-field stuff that transpired from um, Andy Reid's son. Uh, getting into that car accident, possible DUI. Um, the barber who tested positive for COVID cutting the player's hair. They just didn't look prepared at all. And the defense was abysmal for Kansas City, not just being, not just in terms of being abysmal, period, but um, in terms of just gathering all these penalties. They had 95 yards worth of penalties in the first half, I believe. That's the most in Super Bowl history. And um, the Bucks' offense, they just took advantage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just absolutely like, I. this had to be one of the most hyped up Super Bowls in a while. I mean, you had the goat versus the young kid who is is the next goat, and it's just it is sad that the way it panned out. I mean, I never thought that. I thought first first drive each each team going down was going to score and touchdown, and when you didn't see that the first drive from either team, it was just you knew it was going to be rough. Um, Patrick Mahomes two interceptions, not even throwing a touchdown. I wanted to know what the odds were before the game on the Kansas City Chiefs not to score a touchdown because mm-hmm. those had to be astronomical. Yeah. There's no way that was uh, even a bet. That was like, insane. but that was yeah, I mean, it was just. I mean, 
uh, clearly Tom Brady just is undisputed. He's the best. And, I mean, the parade yesterday, I'm sure you guys saw it. They, I, yeah, I don't know if you guys had as big. I was going to say, I had a nervous breakdown watching that video. Because I'm just like, I, I look at that, like, for some reason, like, I look at all, like, the major, like, all the trophies as I look at the Stanley Cup, right? And there's only one Stanley Cup, and they've got all the names from every team. So, and I know that they make a new Lombardi trophy every year, and everybody gets to keep it, whatever. I understand that. But still, come on. You're throwing that from boat to boat? I can't. That's just... Imagine Brady can afford a replacement. It's all good. Brady would just pay for a replacement if it fell. That's what there's there. I saw tweets where, like, he's got six at home. He can play with the seventh one. It's fine. I guess I don't know. What are you saying, Peyton? Imagine just scuba diving one day, and you just find a random Lombardi trophy at the bottom of the sea. That's what I was thinking. How, like... They'd be in there immediately, like, trying to get that thing, right? I mean, like, I, I couldn't imagine if that would have been the next headline. Dude, it was, yeah, that was insane, man. Uh, Brady is just the coolest at this point. Like, the dude is so, like, he's just cool. And, like, it's unreal. Like, I feel like I've passed the level of, like, hating Brady. Like... I mean, I, I also don't have that much reason to hate him because the Giants beat him the two times they played him. But, mm-hmm. like, I passed a level of, like, oh, man. It, it was the same thing with, like, LeBron, where it was, like, I just hated the dude because he was so good, and now it's just, like, appreciating just how good he is. But I was just shocked at the, that game. I mean, it, if that game was going to be a blowout, I did not think that there was any chance that it was a Tampa Bay win in a blowout. I thought it was wow. either going to be a close Tampa win, close Kansas City win, or a Kansas City blowout. I did not see a scenario that Tampa Bay just killed them, and that's what they did. It was insane. I mean, it's kind of hard to do anything when you have no offensive line. That yeah, The Kansas City it. offensive line was pretty much just rejects from the Giants and Jets. Bro, Mike it's Remmers so was true. a right tackle. Mike Remmers. Bro, and the throws, we do have to, I know it's already been done, but we do have to pay respect to the throws that Mahomes was making midair, trying everything in his power. I mean, dude, just Superman out there just flinging the ball from any position. And it's hitting them in the face and they can't catch. Bro, there's a lot of people you can blame for the Kansas City loss. You can give, I mean, Tampa Bay deserves credit. There's some Kansas City players who deserve not credit. But... When you looked at Mahomes after the game, and I saw people were mad at him for saying this, but he was fully right. We're saying that some that the receivers weren't run, some some of the receivers weren't running routes, and the blocking that he didn't have that much time in the pocket, and like yeah, you may be mad at him for throwing a team under the bus, but he, they deserved it. Like the, it, it was no fault of Patrick Mahomes that they lost that game. The dude was willing them to victory, and there were just drops, the parallel to the ground pass that was 40 yards falling down and hit his receiver in the face, like, would have been one of the greatest. At the ever. one, right? Wasn't it, like, is he, like, in the end zone or at the one? It was close yeah. to the end down. zone. Like, he probably comes down in the end yeah. zone. Yeah. Like, I, I, I genuinely think the receiver was just like, oh, crap, he's getting sacked, and then was like, wait, is that a ball? And that just hit him in the face. 
Like, he didn't have time to, to, to think, like, oh, crap, I need to catch this. He's like, what's happening? Like, yeah, know, he never saw that. Never. There was a chart that mm-hmm. put up uh, Brady's routes on every drop back versus, from the shotgun versus Mahomes. And Brady's are just, like, little lines, like, mm-hmm. basically just dropping back, taking a couple steps forward, maybe one to the right, one to the left. And Mahomes are just all over the place because the dude that had was- no time. He would take the ball and run backwards. Like that no was time. my next was how much, how many yards did he actually run before like throwing the ball Shit. throughout the game? Because that's that would have been probably insane because he was everywhere trying to. They he had no time. It was sad, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna blame Mahomes for that game. He's gonna be back no, there. Can like that's the uh, like. I understand the idea that, like, you know, Mahomes, that no one is Brady, and that, like, this could be a mark on Mahomes' legacy or whatever. I genuinely would be surprised if Mahomes doesn't win, like, five Super Bowls. Like, he's that good. The Chiefs are that good. And they were injured. Like, you know, this is not the Chiefs team that started the season. And probably not the Bucs team. I'm sure they had some injuries of their own, but the entire offensive line is injured and it does go to show you like some people questioning the Chiefs roster building philosophy. I don't think you can possibly question that because they went what 18 and two this year. Like they were an unbeatable team, the Chiefs. Yeah. 16 and three. Yeah. They only went 16 games. Well, 14 regular season and then the, Two oh yeah, they, they lost two. They lost two regular season games. I, I, I thought they were sixteen. Because they lost that with uh, Chad Henney or whatever. Um, regardless, like, like this is this team is built on like it's a great team from top to bottom. It just you know when you 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 can't plan for. I think they had two tackles go down to injury. Their third round pick went down to injury, and then they had another offensive tackle opt out. So like. You can't plan for this. You can't go. You no, know, no team is going to be five deep at offensive tackles. So you can't blame them. I mean, it, it was a disappointing Super Bowl, though, without a doubt. It's like the most boring one besides the Pats Rams in a while. I, I I was about to say there's a lot of people out there that I've spoken to that say this was the worst Super Bowl in recent memory. Super Bowl Fifty Three, which is bad and maybe that's because my preference for any type of offense over defense but Super Bowl 53 first of all low scoring game second of all Tom Brady doing his thing again third of all just wait with just the just the other things surrounding it like the halftime show which was that the Maroon 5 halftime show Travis Scott Scott, and the atrocious Spongebob bro how did they ruin that? It was obvious. They should have played Sweet Victory. They should have done the whole song, and they ruined it. That was obscene, man. Obscene. You should be ashamed of uh, Now we just got here sicko mode live from guys who yeah. abysmal times. at live performances. Yeah. Before we move on from football real quick, though, there is something else really important that we haven't talked about. Taylor Henneke was signed to a two-year deal. Eight point seven five million. Whoa. He was re-signed. Great deal. What are our thoughts? Uh, that's a great deal. 
I, I mean, agree. I don't think he's a stud. I don't think he's may he's maybe starting caliber, probably not. But regardless, four and a half million for a guy who's a good backup at the very least is nothing. Chase Daniel gets like twenty million, and he's played like in eight games. This right? man was playing in the XFL a year ago, and now he just signed a two-year deal to the NFL. That's pretty sweet. If I had to guess, I don't think he's going to go into the season as the football team's starting quarterback. They're going to find someone else. Well, they still have Alex Smith for two more years. Um, And uh, it says here Kyle Allen is an exclusive rights free agent who coaches like. I would probably – I still feel like with that defense and with how good Young looked and with that defensive line – I think that they should be in the market for a legit quarterback. I thought that Stafford would have obvi- I mean, obviously been just an absolutely insane league uh, good get for them. But, I mean, even like Sam Darnold, I think, could be a good fit there. I don't know if I'm fully set on him, but get him on a – although that offense, is not, that, that offense is not built very well either. Pittsburgh is probably a better spot for Darnold. Well, I think we're gonna talk about that a little later, but um, uh, yeah, they need they, a, a veteran QB is really what that Washington team needs, and they have Alex Smith, but he didn't look that good last year at all, uh, which sucks because I'm rooting for Alex Smith so badly after coming back from that injury. He won the comeback player of the year, obviously deservingly. One person voted for Big Ben. He got Alex Should got have been. nine votes. Zach, Excuse no, me? No. Revenge tour. I was calling all year. I'm not going to lie. All right, so wait. I do have to say this. I, I do have to say this, and I'm going to probably – I everybody's going to hate this. For about halfway through the year, I was so mad at Alex Smith for coming back because, <laughs> honest to God – with Big Ben go, with Big Ben going out last year, and with our record the way it was, and the way we're looking, we were ten and zero. I and then they're t- and he's gonna be comeback player of the year, bro. He couldn't win. He won what four games? That's Big Ben won ten. So that's why you guys only won one of your last like eight because of, because you were you were having those thoughts. <laughs> I was putting that out in the world. It was bad. I don't know, but no, it was terrible to think, but it was so true, because I was like, we're going to win the Super Bowl, he's winning MVP, comeback player of the year, and then you got Alex Smith over here, and I'm like, oh, there goes comeback player of the year. That's and then Juju went on TikTok. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Sad. Juju and Chase Claypool downloaded that damn app and the entire season. Bro. Downhill. Um, what was he going to say? But, like, oh, yeah, Rodgers won MVP. We can talk about that before we go to break. I mean, it's awesome to see, like, Rodgers and analytically, he was fully on the downfall. Like, he was at, like, three straight years of just regression, regression, regression. And then last year, he had, like, one of the best seasons of his entire career, which is something when you think about how good was. Was how bad he was. That's all you heard for a while was when he was going to hang it up. And yeah. and then the, they drafted the quarterback and everything. And, yeah. I mean, I don't well, know did, if that was... Didn't, uh, they also, 
Didn't they also draft yeah. Rodgers when Favre was? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't like. I didn't. Know that. Somebody. Told, I think my dad was telling me that because I didn't know they didn't have a good relationship. They hated each other, right? Yeah, it's a weird thing because like. This isn't like when you say, like, the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I'm not talking about the talent level, but, like, everyone knew Eli was on was done. Like, his talent was gone. He was retiring soon. So, like, the Giants drafting him, people were like, well, yeah, you need a quarterback because this guy's retiring very soon. So let him mentor him for a year. It only ended up being two games. But let him mentor him for a year, and then, you know, he'll retire and he'll take over. This is different because, like, same with the Favre-Rodgers. Favre was still a good quarterback. Rodgers is still a good quarterback, and they at like, 35 years old, and they drafted his replacement. And it's a weird thing because if you ask Rodgers, I'm sure he'd say he's nowhere near done. And, I mean, the Packers on the whole, that draft, I mean, taking taking Dylan in the second round and then uh, the quarterback, that was just a bad draft. I don't know what's going what's gonna to happen to Rodgers and the Packers. Because, like, you got to put weapons around him. you got to win with him. You have Devontae Adams, obviously. Like, Alan Lazard was, like, a seventh-round pick, I think. Like, they, they you, you, you need to make sure that you don't – you do everything that you can to make sure that Aaron Rodgers wants to be there. Because sure. he is the best player in the history of your franchise. And – he deserves your respect, but also he's your best chance of winning a Super Bowl. Like, I, I can't even remember who the quarterback they took's name was. You're putting him better than Favre? No, the quarterback that they took last year. No, I'm saying you're putting Rodgers because you said Rodgers is the best oh, in yeah, franchise history. I mean, it's close. I, it's the, the fact that it's close, I mean, they're, two, they're easily two top ten quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. I would probably go with Rodgers. I mean, he need. It just it, it's insane. It, it's insane to me that Rodgers only won one ring in Green Bay. Like, I feel like they've been good my entire life, and that he's only won one is like kind of. A, he's only made one. It's just like a surprising thing. Thanks to Seahawks for that. Man, ridiculous. And Lawrence times twice. Other, one of them was far. He beat us in the playoffs, right? In the Super Bowl. Yeah. Sad. Well, we'll talk more about sports, sports, and sports when we come right back after this. You are listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sports Corner. I'm Adam Coppola, joined by Peyton Nelson and Zach Tokash. When we left for break, we were talking about the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know why I even mentioned that, because this next part has absolutely nothing to do with the Super Bowl. The National Anthem. I mean, I mean, just a little bit, because the yeah, National there is Anthem. There's a National Anthem. Yeah, yeah I guess National Anthem controversy did start in that sport and has move throughout sports at this point. So the national anthem was not played for the first 13 games of the Mavericks season. Then I think there was a Washington Post article saying that the Mavericks are no longer playing the national anthem. And that's when the uproar about the Mavericks not playing it started. 
And I believe it led to the NBA telling the Mavericks they have to play it and the Mavericks saying no. Um, the, the NBA originally said that um, during this period where not many teams have fans in the building, it, it was like whatever. And then like a few hours later, they said, you know what? People are about to go back into the stands. New York, of course, mm-hmm. um, they're about to reopen, and we'll get into that later. Um, the NBA basically said, um, yeah, you have to play it so just to prepare for that. For the fans did the Mavericks back. refuse? Like, I saw they put out a letter. Uh, no, well, from what I read, um, I think Mark Cuban said they're going to play it again. So they didn't play it for the first 12 games? 13. First 13, really? Oh, okay. Which, yeah, cause... which is another thing. It took you 13 games for someone to... To pick up on it. You know? Yeah. And that's not being played. No one's noticed it in 13 games. So if that's the case, then what are we talking about here? What's the big deal? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's obvious. I mean, it's... The national anthem has been a touchy subject, obviously, for the last five years, ever since Kaepernick took a knee, which started the entire national anthem conversation, which, you know, probably isn't the actual conversation that was ever intended in terms of Kaepernick taking a knee, because the knee, he didn't take a knee to say, I hate the national anthem. You know, like, I, I think that the whole time, I think we've, been focus, focusing on the wrong thing but I think that I understand both sides of this argument but my main thing is I'm extremely indifferent to it like I, I it, it is an odd thing that we've always done that's what it so I, I think that it, it's like the op, it's like if we had never played in, like you don't play national for movies you don't play for you know a normal work day so that's the odd part. And if we had never played the national anthem and then someone was like, hey, we should all start playing national anthem for sports games, you'd be like, that's kind of a really weird thing. Why do you want to do that? But on the other side, it's we've always played the national anthem. Why do you want to stop playing the national anthem? Um, it actually and, started in baseball after World War II. So. It started in World War II, right? Yeah. 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 And then, and then God bless America for the Yankees started after 9-11. So, like, I understand that side of it. Like, you know, it, it, it's it's just a very – I'm pretty indifferent to it. Well, I was talking to my family about it. And the main thing, if you stop playing national anthem at baseball games, the umpires will have no idea when to say play ball. So, you know. You have to take that into account. That how will they know when the game starts if there's no national anthem? Um, but yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, well, uh, yeah, just just the whole thing with it being 13 games later, it it doesn't like if it took you 13 games, then it doesn't really matter. Um, but just looking past that. Um, I've always been advocating for the right for the players to uh, take a stand during the national anthem. Um, but if it, it's a really touchy subject because 
if you kneel during the national anthem, I think we know what the protest is about. It's not about the flag or the anthem or hating our country or whatever like that. It originally started because of police brutality, and that's what we saw last year during the protests um, after George Floyd's unfortunate killing. But to not play it at all, that's just just from a just look just from a looking at both sides perspective i don't see how that makes sense aside from of course you know 13 home games it wasn't played yeah and yeah all i'm going to say about it is i i have like more of an issue of like it took you 13 games to say hey nobody's playing it and this guy has to write an article saying that they're going to stop it meanwhile they've already had it done for a month so i mean yeah um yeah i mean i think it should be played i absolutely do believe that every athlete and person has their right to um protest and however they uh choose to do so um respectfully of course um but yeah um i'm happy that it's going to be played but i don't know I can't believe that. That's the first time that I heard about it, that not being played for the first 13 games. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, I agree with that, that, like, it almost deplatforms people. Like, you know, when you don't play it at all, because everyone has the right to, you know, if they never played the National Anthem, Colin Kaepernick wouldn't have had the stage to do what he did. So, like, you know, players want to kneel during National Anthem or you know, hold hands or embrace each other and stuff like that, which they were doing a lot, that's something different than when you don't play it at all, it's almost like you're not giving them the opportunity to do that. And I, I'm i certain that it wasn't Cuban's intention in it. But, uh, yeah, I think that it just I, – I, it's just, for me, like, just part of the – and I hate traditions, but tradition of – you know, going to a sport game, you know, you just, they're just, they just play the national anthem. It's just something that always happens. Um, so I think that I, I, I'm, I'm basically at the point where if they don't play it, I wouldn't notice it. I feel like no one ever really notices it, but like, I, I wouldn't be up in arms if they didn't play it. I just don't think that they, I, I think that they should play it. I just wouldn't really care that much if they didn't, but it's, for the best that they do play it, in my opinion. Um, and I, with that, I believe we are out of time. Or we've got about 20 seconds. So you guys got any final thoughts on the National Anthem Super Bowl? Go go Pens tonight. Big game against the New York Islanders. Uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, yeah, let's hope Sid can take it. And we need these two points so that we can remain in the top four. My last thoughts are that uh, I don't know if you guys know who Ryan Strom is. He's a center for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. The man has missed three open nets, like wide open nets, in his last three games. So shout out him. He also had a breakaway one on O last game, and he just stopped and waited for a teammate to come, and then he had, and then he turned the puck over. So shout out Ryan Strom. Um, shout out the national anthem. Shout out the Super Bowl, and uh, we will see you guys tomorrow at twelve. I think right, Ben. 12 o'clock for bonus coverage of the Sports Corner. Bye. You're listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. 
Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sports Corner Bonus Coverage. I'm Adam Koplick, <clears throat> joined by Peyton Allison and Zach Tokash. Today is Thursday, February 11th. You're listening to this on Friday, February 12th. And um, for the beginning of this year, we've done our bonus coverage as a um, – we've done picks for the, that weekend's football games. Last week we did – some Super Bowl picks and those like weird prop bets that they put up. Um, but obviously football season is over. So there's a new segment come up with our own pay- come that was I can't think of the right word. That our own Peyton Allison thought of. And um, he will introduce you to that, Peyton. Alright, so we are going to play a game of pass or trash. I'm going to read a headline or an excerpt from an article that came out in the past week. And you, your jobs will be to tell me if you pass this article, if you agree with um, the move that the team made, um, if you agree with what the league is doing, whatever that may entail, or trash it, which is basically just throw it away. You don't, you don't like it at all. You think it's trash. So, Sounds is good. everything understood? Yeah. Yes, I, I understand. I saw him this way. All right. So, we ended the regular sports corner with news that Mark Cuban was going to ban the national anthem from playing at match games. Of course, um, people figured this out 13 games later. The NBA said that they had to play it, um, and that will be that. The Dallas Stars, the NHL team in the Dallas area, released this statement. The playing of the National Anthem is a time-honored tradition, and the Dallas Stars will continue to perform the Star-Spangled Banner prior to our games at American Airlines Center. As the only National League hockey team in Texas, we are proud to represent our state and our country. I said National League Hockey League. That is redundant. That's all hell. Anyway, that statement, do you pass it or do you trash it? Adam, I pass it. Oh, I'm so sorry. You go, bro. All right. Zach. Zach uh, said you passed it. Okay. Sorry, I ruined it already. Um, Why do I pass it? Um, The... Uh, we've always seen it. I know we saw um, last season um, we had our first NHL players who took a knee um, during the National Anthem. And and like I said um, in the last episode that we just recorded, I will always respect players um, and their opinions and their if they um, choose to uh, protest at that time or at any time respectfully, however they decide. Um, but I do think that the national anthem should be played, um, especially in the in the NHL. The NHL is founded on tradition, and one of the biggest things is the shaking of the hands at the end of the playoffs. I mean, that's respected. You once, I mean, you've lost, you're out. The other team's won. They they're going on to the next round, or just won the Stanley Cup, and you have to look them in the eye, shake them in the hand, and tell them good game and 
congratulate them or yeah so i think traditions is huge in the nhl and they will continue that way so i pass everything about the statement like i fully agree with what they're doing with playing it and following tradition and all that the only thing i don't i just don't I trash the fact that they even released a statement at all because I don't think that they were under fire to release a statement. I think they kind of just wanted to throw the Mavs and under the bus because the only no other hockey team or any other team has talked about if they're still going to play it. They just have decided, but but obviously they're both in Dallas, so I think that they could have just continued playing it without you know talking about. Like, I don't know if they were asked about it. Like if they were, then. I'm correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I don't know. I feel like that you're almost throwing the other team in your city under the bus, which is but kind I, of odd. But I feel like at that point, it's um like you have to get ahead of the ball. Like that's what your PR people are. That's I mean, that's, that's what you true. went to school. That's what you went to school for was to how you're going to handle whatever comes around you, and especially when it's the Dallas Mavericks, a team so close to them. Um, I know that people, I'm sure, in Dallas, Texas, that were very upset with the National Anthem not being played. And, like, if the National Anthem was not going to be played at the Stars game, like, what are we going to do about that? Like, so I'm sure they needed to get out ahead of the game and make a statement that they will be and just so that they can put their fans at ease, I guess, I would say. Fair points. All of that. Um... Those are fair points. I will honestly don't have to trash. And the reasons I say that it, um, are in the previous edition of Sports Corner, which you can recatch on our podcast on Spotify or on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember. What a beautiful plug. Anyway. Seamless, bro. Thank you. Seamless. Major League Baseball renews seven inning doubleheaders, runners on second and extras. That was in the rules last year because of the shortened season. The designated hitter and expanded playoffs are still in limbo. Adam, I already know your answer to this. So, Zach, do you pass or trash? Repeat it one more time. Uh, MLB is renewing their seven-inning doubleheaders and their runners on second roll in extras. The DH and expanded playoffs are still Trash, in- trash, trash, <laughs> trash, trash. I said it last season. I said it last season. That's the dumbest thing ever. I hate that they start with somebody on second. Why? There's no need. I understand that there's a lot of baseball that you need to get through. But what is that really helping? Well, how much time are you actually saving? And how many teams are you screwing over? Well said. Um, as I'm not even that big of a baseball fan. <laughs> Dude, it's actually, it's actually, every part that they, every single thing that they release, just trash. Like, the seven inning doubleheaders, I'm fine. I, I'm pretty indifferent to. I'd rather nine innings just go, like, nine inning games, but. Yeah, but so I understand you, that. You want to yeah. use less pitchers, that makes sense. But the runner on second rule, and I think that's also because you want to use less pitchers, but, like, it's so stupid. Like, all these rules, if, as long as they don't have them back next year, then I genuinely don't care. But for this year, like, the runner on second is just a dumb rule. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. Because if you want to say, well, you know, baseball games are too long, we need to shorten them when they get to extra innings, 
that's fair. But why would you shorten extra innings? That's the most fun part of baseball. Like, the game can end at any time. That is not the time that people are like, oh, this is so boring. Like, yeah, you sit through nine innings. You, get, you, you sit through nine innings of normal game to get to exciting extra innings, and they now now they're like, okay, this, this has to end now. Too fun. I think it's atrocious. Um, what did you say? They said it's too fun. Can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much fun. <laughs> oh. and, and, like... It genuinely seems like the MLB has no idea what the fans want. Like, it is absolutely insane how they just click every wrong button. Like, no DH, because even though both sides want the DH, the owners want something significant in exchange for the DH. They really want expanded playoffs, even though expanded playoffs would hurt the game a ton. They really want runner on second extra innings. Why? Like... They, they 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 can't do a thing right. It's except for opening, and, and they wanted to delay the season, which maybe was was a good idea. But I want baseball back. So, yeah, I'm absolutely trashing those rule changes, completely, and the non-rule changes. You know, what, I'm I'm gonna have to too. Um, my thing about the expanded playoffs is, if we can just keep everything else the same, then I don't care because. Honestly, I like more playoff teams. That's just my personal opinion. But I also know that these owners who are already just abysmal at, you know, trying to do anything, uh, um, they're they're just going to stay put, try to put together an average team, and hope for a run at the playoffs. And the thing about baseball is anything can happen. Exactly. Like, the Yankees should be trying to build, like, a 105-win team. But they know that they can just build a 95-win team and they'll win the division. So why would they spend the money to go and get another big guy? Like, it's... Like, when you're making as much money, especially in this sport, there's so many things we need to change, and I'm sure that the next CBA, which is going to be negotiated after next season and will, I think, have a lockout attached with it, is going to be the most significant CBA in the history of the sport. Most significant since '94, for sure. Like the 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 game is at um, risk. Like there there needs to be significant changes. Both sides negotiating. Just I'm nervous for it because I just love baseball, but we will see. I think that the sport's going to get an overhaul next year. I would agree. So next topic. On Monday, Derrick Rose, a former Nick, now a current Nick, once again. Yes, sir. The last time we played for the organization was during the 2016-2017 season. And on Monday, he was traded to the Knicks for a second-round pick and Dennis Smith Jr. Adam, do you pass or trash? Pass. Pass, pass, pass. Pass just like Derrick Rose was doing fantastically. Some OB topping last game, bro. That that was the most flawless transition I've ever flawless. seen. In my life. Absolutely fantastic. Derrick Rose, bro. Like I as long as and, and this is my fear with Tom Thibodeau. He doesn't he he makes the young players earn it more than the veterans. Like R.J. Barrett was one for six in the first quarter, and Tom Thibodeau didn't play him in the entire fourth quarter a couple of days ago. 
Like, I understand that, but Barrett's your second best player regardless, so that makes no sense. Um, so I am a little nervous that he may choose to go with Rose over Emmanuel quickly at points that may hurt Quickly's development. But based on the last game, they were each on ball and off ball like an equal amount of the time. It looked like they meshed super well together coming off the bench. Albert Payton's terrible, but that's a topic for another time. But at, based on the price, which is a player who is never going to play another game for the Knicks and a, I don't know, mid-40s second-round pick, I love the trade. I just hope that it helped. The, the Knicks are a better team without a doubt. The only question is, will they make sure that the rotations work and that Emmanuel quickly who has been one of the best rookies in the league, is still able to develop like he needs to. And as long as he is, I'm passing the hell out of that trade. And also, I'm absolutely passing on Derrick Rose's hair so much better than it was last time he was with the Knicks. I think that's why he's doing better. Like, he grew out the dreads, and that's it's making him a better basketball player in New York, without a doubt. As I said, the dreads do look sweet. But, yeah, it was – yeah, I got to pass this one, too. Uh, it – the house was very happy to hear that he was coming uh, to the Knicks. And, um, yeah, it was cool to see him in a Knicks jersey again. And, uh, like you said, passing over the top. And um, just, I had him on, fan- I have him on fantasy, so I was very happy. Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about it. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, like, basically miss the trash can intentionally. Basically, I'm in the middle, and the only reason for that is because the Knicks need shooters, and Derrick Rose is not a shooter. That's fair. I don't remember his career average, but I know the last time he was here, he shot 21.7% from three. That is atrocious. Hey, he's averaging 14 points a game this season. Let's see what he can do. I I actually think that he's so much better with that second unit. Like, if he was starting, I actually agree with you, because that, that, what that starting five does not need is another point guard who can't shoot. On the second unit, Toppin can shoot well, Quickly can shoot well, Burks can shoot well. Like, he does well on, on the floor with three guys who can shoot. The only problem is that the that if he was to start, he would be just like Peyton is in that, with that first unit on the team, surrounded by guys who just cannot shoot the play. But I... I I definitely get that. I would have liked a point guard who can actually shoot for sure. Okay. Multiple teams have reached out to the New York Jets, a.k.a. the New York football team, according to according to me, and have inquired about trading for quarterback Sam Darnold. Also, a very reliable Houston reporter says that the Texans will only trade Deshaun Watson to the Jets. So this is sort of like a double pass or trash. Zach, you pass or trash? Pass, I love it, because that means the Steelers are getting Mitchell Trubisky, baby. Let's go, Mitch. Is that just so cheer to get I'm Mitchell so, Trubisky? I'm so confused. Yeah, I want Mitch Trubisky. Let's go. He's going to be a franchise quarterback. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. No, no franchise QB, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, you wait. Three three Super Bowls at least when it comes to Steelers. Bare Calling minimum. it out. Bare minimum. Um, 
Yeah, I passed both of them. I mean, I trashed it in the fact that the Jets, I knew the Jets were going to make the playoffs for the Giants. Like, I, I absolutely knew that was going to happen, especially entering this offseason. They're in such a good spot. I mean, two first-round picks, ton of cap space. I think that they probably get Watson. They have the best offer, without a doubt. They have so many picks. They have the cap room to bring him in. And I think they're going to get, like, a – I think they're going to get, like, a – solid pickback for Darnold. I know that there were some rumors that maybe a first. I, I don't give up a first for Darnold at this point. He has been a bad quarterback to this point in his career. I do think in the right system and with the right talent around him, which I do, which I think if Indianapolis gets him or Pittsburgh gets him, I think that would be a, he'd be a really good fit in both those places. I think that he can do well with those supporting casts. I don't think, well, I think Washington he would be bad at, but I mean, the Jets are going to get a solid pick for him. I passed both of those. That's a that's just good, good on the Jets. They're they're turning this franchise around as quickly as I've ever seen because I think that they're going to be if they get Watson, they're a borderline playoff team next year. I'm going to have pass half trash. I'm passing that the, that multiple teams are inquiring about drink for Sam Darnold because I think Darnold still has that talent. And I think the Jets are willing to move on from him if they can get uh, Zach Wilson in the draft or Justin Fields or if the knowing how bad Jaguars are run, Trevor Lawrence, because <laughs> let's be honest, that's on the table when the Jags have the first pick. I don't think that Deshaun Watson will be a Jet. I think this is the first time where there's going to be a team that's set on saying when they say we are not trading this guy i'm looking at you new york giants um new york jets all the teams in the past have said we are not trading this guy and then went on to just, yeah trade them yeah um i can't i have no idea what you're talking about the team not in the team trading a player that i absolutely love and will always love and would have made the team so much better with Daniel Jones instead of Eli Manning. I have absolutely no idea what you're referring to. Um, but, yeah, we will be back after this with some more pass or trash. Do not go anywhere. You are listening to the Sports Corner Podcast. Hear us live on Thursday evenings on radio and Friday afternoons on WFMP.org. This is 88.7 The Edge. Welcome back to the Sports Corner. I'm Adam Copper, joined by Peyton Ellison and Zach Tokash. When we left you, we were playing a little pass or trash, and that's exactly what we're doing right now. Peyton, take it away. All right, we're going right back into baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball is deading the ball after a surge of home runs in the past few seasons. Of course, 2019 had a record pace, a record number of home runs basically shattered the record that was originally said in 2017, which also shattered the record. Anyway, point is, Zach, pass the trash. They're doing what to the ball? Tending <laughs> <laughs> the ball. Basically, um, I, I forget how it's done. Uh, Adam, you can explain this better, I guess. Um, I don't really know how it's done either. I think it has something to do with, like, the center of gravity or something. I'm not they sure. Like, heavier or what? Harder to hit? Know, all I know is that they're making – that what they're doing to it, according to one physicist, think, said it would be the equivalent of moving all the outfield walls back five feet. 
and that it should lower the home run rate by about 5%. Interesting. Um, um, I don't know. I like home runs. Trash. I like home runs. <laughs> that is whenever hockey gets brought up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, <laughs> um, I pass it. I think that the MLB has a problem with people watching the sport. I think there's a reason that it's a regressing the sport while sports like basketball are moving up. And I think the reason for that is action. NBA action quite literally never stops. It's back and forth and back and forth. And there's, you know, 200 points scored between two teams every game. And the baseball, there's a lot, there's a lot of downtime in between pitches and the down. And I love it. I'm a baseball is my favorite sport. But I understand. But they they're trying to grow the game, and home runs are fun. But I think the bigger the bigger thing that they need to do would be trying to get away from the three true outcome sport that they have now, which is walk, strikeouts, and home runs, where every at bat is ending in either a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. It seems, and with and analytics say that that's the best way to build a team. You build your team on guys who walk a lot and hit a lot of home runs, and you don't care about strikeouts. And usually, I hate analytics. I hate I hate it because now they're starting to do it with football, and it's ruining it. Keep it in baseball. I don't want it over there. Damn. All right. Analytics. Well, there you go. Um, but no, and like you, so you can't tell teams to build worse teams, and then it just. It, lo- it lowers action in games. So what they need to do is they need to find a way where DJ LeMahieu and guys who put the ball in lot in play a lot are the guys that you actually – are the guys that are the best players in baseball. That The best way to build a team would be a guy who just puts the ball in play a lot versus a guy who walks a lot and hits a lot of home runs, which is just tough. And it would be fundamentally changing the game, but I don't know another way to – get to bring fans towards it. I think that this deading the ball thing is a lot to do with Theo Epstein and his new role. I think he probably had something to do with that. And yeah, I'm, I'm for it. I think that Brett Gardner should never hit 25 home runs in the season. And wow. he did with the juice ball. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'm going to give a slightly spicy take. I'm going to say trash and not because of, you know, too many home runs. I agree with everything Adam said. Um, everything he said is true. But what I am fearful of is that if you dend the ball too much, then it's just going to swing back to the pitchers. And pitchers throw 100 and then throw 83 with movement like you've never seen before. So if you dend the ball too much, you, you're, going, you're going to see Jacob DeGrom and Garrett Cole throw like 150 ERA seasons. With yeah. 20 Ks per nine every single year, basically striking out 60% batters every single year, and that's much worse than just home runs. There are other ways that you can limit home runs in baseball. I don't think just fixing the ball is is that. I agree with that because because like getting the ball. 
without doing anything else. All that does is helps pitchers and hurts hitters. You need a way to make sure that they stay on the even playing field while also putting more balls in place. Maybe that's making it harder to hit a home run, but easier to actually put the ball in play. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but yeah, man, we will see. I do have to say real quick, while we're because you said it, why can't the pitchers just get better with the balls they have now? If I, I was a pitcher, I'd simply do that. Figure something out. Yeah. There's got to be something out there. I would just not well, give up home runs if I was the pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Just don't give up home runs. It's not that hard. It's simple. <laughs> Throw the ball somewhere else that they're not going to hit it. <laughs> That's a beautiful argument. Um, I don't know how much time I have, so I'm going to make these next few. A, how, many, how much? Two minutes. Oh, we're going to make this these speed rounds. All right. Do we get into halftime performance? Pass the trash. Pass. Pass. Well, bad AV, but weekend slap. Pass to the weekend. <laughs> I think Zach has disconnected after his very bold take. So uh, we will come back to him with his take. Uh Chris Bryant was apparently almost non-tendered. Of course, Chris Bryant is a former rookie of the year, former MVP. All that fun stuff has taken a bit of a dip in the past three seasons, I believe. Adam, pass trash. Um, trash that they even thought about that, and the Cubs should be ashamed of themselves. Okay. Uh, I'm expecting no real answer here, but in the WNBA... The Liberty trade the number one overall pick for Natasha Howard and Sammy, Sammy Whitcomb. The all-star Howard will pair, pick, will pair with former number one overall pick, Sabrina. I cannot pronounce the last name. I had it memorized in my head. Now I lost it. Anyway, Adam, pass trash. Uh, I'm not that knowledgeable of the WNBA, but isn't there, wasn't that first pick going to go to like an insanely good college player that is now, like, obviously not going to get drafted by them. I I, I know um, absolutely nothing about the WNBA, but I'll pass it because go Liberty, baby. New York represents, <laughs> you know. <sighs> Joe Sai owned New York Liberty. Zach's Wi-Fi went out, so, uh, Adam, you can close out the show. I'm going to ask his opinion on the weekend's halftime performance while you do that. <laughs> um, all right, so, unfortunately, Zach's Wi-Fi cut out in our final two minutes, but... This has been the Sports Corner, another fun episode. This has been Pass or Trash, and we will continue doing this as part of our bonus coverage every week. So we will see fun. you next time. Huh? This is fun. This is fun. Yeah, this is really fun. I like this. Time flies when you have Zach, you know. Zach says trash, by the way. Zach says trash? All right. Yeah. So Zach, Zach will not be returning to the show, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> me and Payton. Me and Payton. We'll see you next week. I'll see you. Bye-bye.